The opinions of the commentator or commentators are solely those of the commentators and not of CJAD 800 or Astral Media Radio. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, Chartered Accountants and Business Advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 707 on Montreal's News Talk leader, CJAD 800. Welcome to What Keeps You Up Nights, presented by Fuller Landau. It's a new business program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. My name is Dan Delmar, and I'm joined as I am every Monday evening at 7 by Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. How you doing, Josh? I'm doing excellent. Great. So what is on the menu tonight? It's a really fascinating story tonight, Dan. I've been looking forward to it all week. Uh, they're a company that does audiovisual company called Duocom. We have a father and son here, just a couple of the family members. And I know time is precious, certainly thinking about uh, about what's happening in Haiti. Time is very precious for everybody, so let's get on with the show and, and let's hear exactly their story. It's fascinating. So uh, Let's we introduce have them, I guess. Uh, uh, with us uh, from Duocom is Gord and Ross Fairholm. Guys, welcome to CJD. Thank you. We're glad to be here. Now, you Thank guys you. are a family business, I suppose. Uh, you guys were sort of joking. Who's going who's gonna to take control here? Is, uh, is Dad going to uh, take the reins of the show? No, I'll let him start. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. So, so Gord, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Duocom does, and we'll take it from there. Sure. Um, Duocom is an audiovisual company, and what that means in sort of broad strokes is we, we provide um, projection systems, uh, audio reinforcement, um, large screen projection, um, things of that nature for the corporate, government, and education community. Uh, we do boardroom design. We do classroom integration, uh, all those kinds of things. And on the other side, uh, we, we also rent our AV equipment for live events, so large screen projection, um, once again, sound, lighting, uh, all that sort of stuff for uh, annual general meetings, um, trade shows, uh, presentations, training, all that sort of thing. Now, you've been in business, I understand, for about 35 years. But looking at the two of you, uh, Gord, I think, it's, I think it's your dad, Ross, that, that certainly started this. So, so tell me, how, how did you get into this business? Well, it was uh, something I always wanted to do uh, from the time I was uh, working full-time for the 3M company. And uh, after about 14 years, I realized that I had an entrepreneurial uh, part to me that I want, just wanted to have my own business. And coincidentally, at that time, uh, 3M were starting to open up dealerships uh, in many of their divisions. And uh, so I took the opportunity to start Duocom. And uh, we started as a, a photocopy and uh, visual products division, if you will, selling overhead projectors and transparencies in those days. And I guess the the name Duocom was was sort of strange how it was uh, how we started with the name was we called it Duo Communications, which was two ways of communicating via the uh, uh, the copy uh, or via um, a transparency, if you will, on on a screen. And then we shortened it down to Duocom, and of course that was a long time before the dot com era, so it was just kind of coincidental. But so that's how we started, and. Uh, uh, we started in Montreal. We opened up in Toronto in 1980, and then opened up in uh, Ottawa in 1992, and uh, that's it sort of evolved from there. Inspiring stories from outstanding business people, uh, Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller. This is What Keeps You Up Nights on CJAD. Our guest this evening, uh, Gord and Russ, uh, Ross Fairholm, excuse me, from Duocom, and uh, Josh, uh, what's next? I think it's, uh, I mean, it, this, the story began 35 years ago, but certainly we have two generations here 
Uh, Ross, it evolved. How long was it before you started to bring family members into the business? Well, um, that kind of just evolved too. Uh, I never had any designs of having the boys come in the business. I, you know, if they wanted to come in, fine. But uh, um, they started off working in the warehouse on, on summer vacations and so on. And then uh, uh, when they completed school, uh, they just uh, told me that they'd like to be in the business, and I welcomed them with open arms. Gord has been in the business like he's been in every department in the company, and uh, my young son Brad is in Ottawa, and he pretty well started our Ottawa operation in, back in 1990, uh, 1992. And our oldest son, uh, or my oldest son, Larry, has been in numerous departments, uh, service and, uh, and uh, administration. From when you first started, uh, certainly technology has changed over the years, but in just operating your business and, and when, when the children came in, how did the business change over the years and, you know, if you can talk maybe uh, decade to decade as you've been around for, for three, four decades, uh, fill us in on that. Well, we evolved from a, a photocopy visual products company, as I mentioned at the outset. And then, of course, the, uh, the fax was, was invented, so we started selling fax machines as part of the photocopy part of the business. Uh, and then in 1988, we decided that... Uh, we wanted to get out of the photocopy business only because at that time uh, that market was going back to the uh, to the uh, manufacturers, if you will, the Xeroxes and, and a large companies started going back to selling direct, so there wasn't a big need for dealers. So we were left with a, with a visual products company and uh, we had Montreal and Toronto and uh, uh, just at that time, the timing was great because we were going from uh, the, the transparency and overhead projector and we were involving into the uh, LCD technology as we know it today. So that was a big change. We could see the, the, uh, the transparency business evaporating, so we had to do something and so we joined in on the, uh, on the techn technology change and we've just evolved with it since then. When you see all these changes, uh, who's the driver of the ideas? Is it yourself? Is it a group? Do you involve the kids? How, how, do, you, how do you get those ideas generated and going? Uh, well, basically, it's uh, a lot of the ideas evolve from the staff. Um, our sales team, our technology people are out dealing with the customers, and um, there's constant technology evolution, and there's just new opportunities that present themselves on a regular basis. So. Um, it's not just you know the the, the smaller group of uh, you know the fair homes and or other senior managers. It's really open to all because it, there's just so many ideas to where the technology can take us and, and where the market opportunities present themselves. Now, how many employees are you? We have 147 employees. You haven't always been 147 though. It's I no. presume it grown over the years. That's uh, right. Absolutely, yeah. The the year the the decade of the 90s is when we really kind of exploded. Um, as as uh, my dad touched on, the the technology was was evolving to where we were going from um, a more manual type of way of presenting with transparencies and slides, and then we went into the electronic form. Um, and as uh, computers became more of a uh, mainstream way of uh, of doing business in the presentation uh, rooms, uh, 
things just really exploded from there. And I, I would say by the time we reached the end of the 90s, we, we had about uh, 85 to 100 employees. We'll talk a bit about uh, how to manage employees and how to be a, b a good boss uh, after the break. Inspiring stories from outstanding business people. This is what keeps you up nights on a CJAD. CJD time is now at 7.15. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. <laughs> Seven eighteen on Montreal's News Talk Leader CJAD eight hundred. Are you a struggling business owner? You can weather the storm, and our guests have done just that. Fuller Landau presents uh, what keeps you up nights, and uh, in studio tonight from Duocom, uh, the Fairholmes, Gordon Russ. Welcome again, gentlemen, and uh, my co-host, of course, is Josh Miller. We just, uh, we were leaving, left before the break, talking about the number of employees, the growth. You're currently 147. Uh, you started at nearly, uh, you know, just a few employees. During the 90s was a big ramp up. How do you, how did you manage that growth from a human resource standpoint? Uh, well, that was quite, uh, quite a difficult time. Uh, it's not an easy thing to do to manage the growth, especially when most entrepreneurs, when they start their business, they're undercapitalized, uh, and we were no different. Uh, we were quite fortunate that uh, the growth uh, was supported really by our bankers. Uh, so in, what I found that you need those bankers to believe in you and to support your growth. And uh, we, were, we were always very, very conscious of having a strong business plan to at least think we knew where we were going and show the banks that you know, uh, in another month or two, we're going to need ten employees, and we think our sales are going to grow to a certain point. And uh, we were quite fortunate in having good support there. Um, but it is not easy managing the growth. There's no question. Is there something specific that you that you learned along the way, either dealing with the financials and the bankers, the guys lending you the money that that certainly needed the plan, versus the the, the employees and the people coming to you every day with how do I do this? How do I do that? Is there something specific you learned along the way that you can share with us? Uh, yeah. Uh, being straightforward with people and just being honest and telling them as it is, uh, don't sugarcoat anything to your employees or the or any of your uh, uh, suppliers or bankers because it, it would come back to haunt you. We just, we told them up front, we, uh, we, we told them what we thought we could do in the future in this business and... Uh, as a result, we moved ahead, but just being simple and being straightforward with people. So being a tough boss isn't necessarily being a good boss, right? No, I don't think so. I mean, we have a management style in our company where we're, we're quite democratic in the way we, uh, uh, we lead and motivate. Uh, most ideas come from our people, not just from upper management. So that is our style. We're not autocratic. and. We chose this, chose this way to do it, and uh, it makes everybody feel that they're part of the decision. And there's clearly two different gener generations here. Uh, Gord, were you involved, or do you have the same or similar management style? Did you guys always agree on how to develop the business and how to, how to run the business and grow it? I think we have similar management styles because I, I, I truly believe that the, the democratic and uh, method of, of, of coming to decisions really 
is the best way to go. It really helps um, when you're implementing those decisions that all the people that are tasked with doing so uh, have been part of the decision. So I, I do definitely agree with that uh, that method. Uh, I don't think it would come as a surprise to anybody that we don't agree all the time. But uh, as far as father-son uh, teams go, I, I think we probably get along as well or, or better than anybody else uh, just based on some of the stories I hear. But uh, there, there's no doubt that there's uh, a couple of little clashes here and there, but it's always done, uh, shall we say, the right way. It's, uh, it's in the interest of moving the company forward. With all the employees, do some come to you versus, like, do, do people choose who they, who they fight their battles with or who they come to ideas with? Who's the good boss? Uh, yeah, we don't play good cop, bad cop too often. <laughs> One thing I'm very, very uh, adamant about, and I uh, let our people know that they have to go through their own department. I don't like people coming to me if, they've, if they haven't gone to their boss. I like to be kept abreast of what's going on. But uh, when you have people in management, let them manage. And uh, if they have a problem, they'll come and see you. You're listening to What Keeps You Up Nights on a CJAD, presented by Fuller Landau, a new show that's all about business people just like you who have struggled and then managed to succeed in the end. More with Gord and Ross Fairholm of Dualcom in just a moment. CJD time is coming up to 723. For professional advice with a personal touch, consult Fuller Landau, chartered accountants and business advisors. Click on flmontreal.com. 724 on CJAD. This is What Keeps You Up Nights, a new business program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. Dan Delmar, along with Fuller Landau's Josh Miller, and our guests this evening from Duocom, uh, the Fairholmes, Gord and Russ. We were talking about uh, people and working with people and, and, and management styles. There's got to be a trust factor, I'm sure. And I know information can be kept within the company. You were talking about hierarchy, but trust must play a very important role especially when you're talking about the number of employees you have and the growth factor you have. Uh, perhaps you can elaborate on, uh, on the trust and, and how do you trust your employees and how do you find them and how do you work with them? Well, I think you gain that trust through um, hiring people that are uh, a lot more skilled in certain areas than you are. Um, you know, my, my background is, you know, uh, a business administration uh, degree, which doesn't necessarily make me the greatest video conferencing technician, uh, or doesn't necessarily make me, you know, a marketing expert. Um, what what you do is you hire good people, and they and they they show how good they are, and they earn your trust. Um, so, uh, and then once people once people have proven themselves, uh, we let people do their jobs. Um, just get the heck out of the way and let good people do good things. And we we like to let people have the authority and the autonomy to get their job done uh, without of course being totally blind to what they're doing and I, and I think that's that's done well for us over the years because good people um, have stayed with us for many years so you've had these great people this sounds like a phenomenal growth factor the 80s the 90s uh, is there is there any mistakes you've made are there any decisions that you regret that you would like to share with us right now yeah I think the the biggest uh, mistake that we made and of course when we started out we didn't think it was going to be as as major as it became but we chose to uh, to sell the company to a US public firm in the year 2000 and during the 90s we just you know enjoyed so much success and uh, we became targeted uh, because there was a lot of consolidation taking place in our industry 
and uh, as the largest audiovisual dealer of our type in Canada, we got targeted, and uh, they they told us a good story. And uh, you know, sometimes we talk about gut feeling. I right from the beginning, I kind of thought that there was something uh, wrong about this, but uh, of course, you know, there was a lot of money involved at the time, and uh, so we we sold the company, and three years later, that company went into bankruptcy in the United States, and we were the only Canadian company that were involved in this. They had bought 22 companies, and we were the only Canadian company, and luckily, the name Duocom stayed. We, we didn't get absorbed by anybody else. Uh, so in, in the aftermath, we were be able to buy the company back and sort of restart it, but it was tough. Before we come, before we get to buying the company back, I'm curious, the you sold to the public company how was how was that dealt with how was the transition the employees must have been scared out of their wits yeah uh, how did you deal with that transition and and how did you deal with it it was it was real difficult uh, it was more difficult than i really thought it was going to be uh first of all they had asked our senior management to stay on and they wanted nobody to leave the company and they they made that very clear uh but uh they didn't interfere with our business, but they just made it so difficult uh, by demanding so much from us that we couldn't really uh, supply. And a lot of our uh, employees got real uneasy with that. And it was a very difficult time motivating employees. Uh, the teamwork would, uh, suffered. Was there, were they misleading? Did they, did they, you know, work with the employees? Uh, like, did they tell you something that just wasn't true at the yeah, end? Yeah, I think I'll let Gord answer that because he was part of some direct things that went on. I, I wouldn't say that there were anything that misled people. It's just the transition from a, uh, you know, a small family-owned organization to a large publicly held entity is a world of difference in terms of, you know, corporate culture, if I could even say that, you know, a company like ours has a corporate culture. It's, uh, you know, it's a family business. It's not a corporate culture. But when you go into that transition, there's a lot of uh, questions and a lot of um, a lot of sort of unanswered questions because people were looking to us for answers. And while it was the first time we're going through it, too, so we don't necessarily have the answers. And as we touched on earlier, don't pretend you know stuff that you don't know. Be honest and be upfront. Um, what was, uh, you know, what was upfront about it was that they didn't want anybody to go anywhere. Uh, they made it clear to to us that they were that they were purchasing us because we're good at what we do, and we made it clear to them that we're good at what we do because the people we have are really good at what they do. We'll get more into uh, I guess going from private to public, then back to private with uh, the gentleman from Duocom, uh, the Fair Homes, in just a moment. This is what keeps you up nights on a CJAD. <laughs> 748 on Montreal's News Talk Leader, CJAD 800. This is what keeps you up nights. A new show all about business people just like you who have struggled and managed to succeed in the end. Dan Damar along with the Fuller Landau's Josh Miller and our guest this evening, uh, Gordon Ross Fairholm of Duocom. We're in January 2010, the end of 2008 and 2009 was certainly very interesting from an economic standpoint. Uh, how did you fare during the recession or the difficult financial times? Well, like everybody, I'm sure uh, we had to make some cost structure uh, changes, uh, but I don't think we had too much pain to go through with regards to that. We tightened our belts like we should, as as anybody, as anybody in uh, an economic downturn 
uh, is likely to do. But what what we're lucky to have is a is a marketplace that is growing. Uh, we really sell our products and services into three uh, distinct verticals: the corporate market, the education market, and the government market. And it's you know approximately one third each of our business in there. And the, the the corporate space, of course, has gone down in the last few years, where everybody's tightening their belts and uh, capital budgets are, are thinner, and and uh, you know redoing the executive boardroom may not be at the top of the priority list. However, there is a technology boom in the uh, education in the classroom, so that that's an area of our of our of our business that's really growing and we do a lot of work with the Canadian military and uh, unfortunately we've got people all over the world serving our country right now and uh, we we're doing our part shall we say to for to support the Canadian forces and we do a lot of business with the uh, w with the military uh, having our product pro our products deployed uh, around the world and on the battlefield in some cases does much cheaper everyday software that uh, that people see throughout uh, does that affect, like, you know, because I presume you have very sophisticated equipment and, and, and software, but, you know, there's these everyday, perhaps some free stuff off the Internet. Uh, how, how does that impact, and do you compete against that? Not necessarily. Basically, what we have is we have the either the display device, you know, the, the projector or the LCD monitor or plasma or what have you, uh, or we have the audio device to make whatever it is you're playing louder and more and, and, and heard more clearly and effectively. So... Um, it's 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 something that doesn't necessarily affect us. It's um, we're just the one who's displaying uh, and getting the technology across to people. But here I am. It's you know I I'm skyping across the across the the world to a group of people uh, in Hong Kong, and we're seeing each other. And does that doesn't impact in your business whatsoever, or is that too amateurish for? It's a little on the lower tech side for us. But for you to be seeing people across the world, you need some sort of monitor. We sell monitors. So the more people that are seeing each other, the better for us. Um, and other areas that some of the lower tech and more freeware can, can really help promote our, our technology is in the classroom. Um, there's so much technology being deployed in the classroom these days that uh, we're, we're doing so much with uh, smart boards, interactive whiteboards. I'm sure anybody out there listening with kids is familiar with uh, all these things going into the schools. And uh, this kind of technology being deployed in the classroom is really, um, is, is really you know, creating a boom uh, for uh, the education sector. Well, I certainly know that uh, in uh, an elementary school where my kids are going, it was one whiteboard and then two months later, a smart board, two months later, there's another smart board. There's a third one on its way. Uh, the technology is absolutely amazing. What do, you, what do you see for tomorrow? I mean, today's great. What cool stuff is coming out tomorrow? Uh, well, in addition to the technology that you described in the classroom, the smart boards, which, by the way, they say there's only 10% uh, market penetration in smart boards right now, so there's a whole 90% to go get. Uh, I've got to replace all those chalkboards and, and whiteboards. Uh, video conferencing is another area that's really booming. Um, cutting down on business travel, uh, being more effective with people's uh, time. Uh, we're, we're hearing organizations that are, are spending, you know, probably 50 to 60 percent less on business travel uh, as a result of uh, implementing uh, video conferencing into their uh, into their daily routine so that's an exciting and with you know with high definition uh, cameras now available it's not the uh, distracting sort of jagged delay kind of situation that people may have experienced with video conferencing in the past it's a much more natural conversation that takes place and I know we're talking about a little bit of the commercial sector but for on the personal side with people renovating their homes uh, instead of necessarily going out and buying new ones. Do you, do you touch on the personal side and the, the audio and visual 
of say the uh, the man room with the the cinema and the surround sound do you touch on that too um, yes and no. Uh, Duocom has a kind of a sister company, we'll call it. It's called the Gallery Audio Video, which is an offshoot. Uh, we had so many times where we'd be doing the corporate boardroom and the president would say, wow, I'd love to have this in my basement. So we, we sort of got into the, the residential side of the business uh, by accident and we, we, uh, we started an off, uh, offshoot of Duocom. And we do, yes, we do a lot, of, uh, a lot of personal or residential work these days. Plasma televisions, multi-room audio, uh, lighting control, uh, controlling the HVAC, the whole smart home kind of thing. But that's that's not Duocom. That's not necessarily what we do on a daily basis, but it's uh, an offshoot. You're listening to What Keeps You Up Nights on a CJAD, presented by Fuller Landau, a new business program about the entrepreneurial spirit that drives Quebec business. Uh, Dan Delmar and Fuller Landau's Josh Miller, along with our guest this evening, the Fair Homes of Duocom. CJAD time is coming up to 7.53. on CJAD, remaining moments uh, for what keeps you up nights with uh, Josh Miller and me, Dan Delmar, our guests uh, this evening from Duocom, uh, Gord and Russ Fairholm. So as we wrap up the show, I I think uh, that our listeners would love to hear some parting words of advice, uh, and I'll ask each of you to to impart those words with us. Uh, Perhaps, Gord, first, let us know what you're thinking and what the listener should really pay attention to. Well, I think uh, any entrepreneur... Um, who who believes they have a strong idea uh, should really have a strong belief in themselves. Uh, don't be afraid to go out and get supporting uh, opinions and 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 perhaps dissenting opinions. But if you come away from those dissenting opinions with strong convictions that yeah I'm right I had a good idea here. Don't be afraid to stick with it. Uh, in the end it's it's business it's not life and death. So give it a shot and give it all you got. So even if your if your mom says don't do that don't go into the business, uh, still go ahead. Or you can certainly listen to her, but uh, uh, certainly don't don't follow that solely. Well, when I started this business, that's exactly what my mother told me. <laughs> she thought I was doing something wrong because in those days, you know, I had a, a good job, a pension plan, and it was unheard of to uh, leave your present employer. A uh, couple of notes that I took as we were t- uh, talking here tonight is an entrepreneur, if you're going to start a business, the first thing you have to do is have a, obviously have a plan, uh, a good, strong business plan, because you've got to take that business plan to your financial institution, you know, a bank, to get supported. And the stronger the business plan is, the better support you're going to get. And the other thing is you've got to be prepared to sacrifice a lot of your free time and perhaps even take a lower income that you're used to taking. I started this business when the kids were young, and I, I made all those sacrifices because I believed in in this company going forward. So you got to put a lot of hours in. There's no clock when you're running your own business. You just do what you have to do. The other thing, if you know, if I look back quickly at, in in all the years that we've been in business, one of the things that I've I've always noticed that whenever we started to diversify too much to get into something different, we sometimes didn't stay with our core competency. So that, that's something that we're going to be very conscious of going forward, even after all these year. S- years. Stay with what has made you successful. Don't start getting into er- areas that you're, you're not sure of. Uh, we've wasted a lot of time doing that, but overall we've been pretty good at staying with our, our markets and knowing where we're going. Excellent. Thank you very much, guys. Absolutely fascinating. Some great pearls of wisdom. And thanks very much for being part of us. Gordon Ross Fairholm from Duocom. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.
And this has been another edition of What Keeps You Up Nights on a CJAD. You can reach Fuller Landau during a normal business hours at 514-875-2865. That's 875-2865. Their website, www.flmontreal.com. Uh, Josh, pleasure as always. We'll see you next Monday night at 7. Uh, I believe uh, it's in two Mondays from two, now. Next two week. weeks from now. All right. Yeah. So we'll see you then. My name is Dan Delmar. I'm hosting the Ryan Doyle Show next across the Astral Talk Network. Stay tuned. <laughs>